Good morning, good morning, good morning. Thank you for joining me this morning. How's everybody doing? Good morning, good morning. How is everyone doing today? We have a great book to discuss today, um, mostly because it is the holiday season. So I feel like this book will be awesome to discuss today. If you've never read The Royal Holiday by Jasmine Guillory, you need to go read that book because I'm telling you, I finished it just in time. I, I kid you not. I finished it on Saturday. And so I thought I'm going to have a book discussion about it today because we are getting close to the holidays. So let's get get our holiday spirit going. Let's get our holiday spirit in gear and let's just get some good romance. I hope you all are having a great morning. Today's episode is being sponsored by BluntsandBooks.org, where you can get your chill, cool t-shirts, hang out, read a book, relax with some a joint, a blunt, a bong, whatever you like to smoke that is fine with me. So again, today we're going to be discussing The Royal Holiday by Jasmine Guillory. This book, I want to say, came out back in 2019. It is a really beautiful story. Actually, Jasmine Guillory has a lot of great romance novels, which is what I really like about her. She takes her books and she really gives you more than just romance. You know, she teaches you a few lessons as well. Um, I was watching her interview for this book on the Today Show, and she was really talking about her inspiration comes from The Warmth of Other Sons by Isabel Wickerson. And I was sitting there like, huh, I can kind of see that. If you never read The Warmth of Other Suns, it is also a great book. It's a nonfiction, but it really talks about the great migration of Black people from the South to the North in the areas, to California, to New York, to Chicago. And she kind of gives you a, a journey of people that travel to these places and you really learn about the history of these people going to areas like Chicago or New York City. What I really loved about the book was the fact that it taught me a lesson about my grandparents who were a part of the great migration to the North as well. My family is originally from Florida and Texas. They moved in the 40s to Missouri, actually, Liberty, Missouri. Um, I feel like a lot of people, they didn't realize that Liberty was kind of a messed up racist town as well. And then they eventually moved to Kansas. So that's a long story short. I just thought that was kind of cool. But we're going to dive into some questions from the book that I think would be kind of cool to discuss. So the first question I'm going to ask is, have you traveled out of the country before? What are some of the cultural differences you encountered? Now, I've traveled to Mexico. That's about as far as I traveled before. But the cultural differences is something that sticks out to me with the question because the main character in the book, which is Vivian, Vivian M and her daughter Maddie are going to London to spend a week out there to help the Duchess prepare for Christmas. Her daughter is like a fashion designer 
and Maddie asks her mom to come with her. At first, Vivian is like, no, no, I can't do it. I have to work. I have to do this. You know, she's making up all kinds of excuses why she should not go out of town. And Maddie is just like, no, mom, you need to do this. We're going to do it. So get your stuff and let's go. Vivian is hesitant the whole time about it. She's super nervous. She didn't want to go. You know, she's like the rest of us. She feels like she doesn't have time for herself to do anything like that because she has to work. But Maddie convinces her and she ends up going anyway. So um, she get they get to London and they're in this beautiful cottage. Oh my God, it's really right by the castle. So they're staying with the Duchess and the Duke and they're just having the time of her life, especially Vivian. Vivian is having just all the fun you could think of but I mean come on when you spent your whole life literally working and not giving yourself a chance to go out and experience life you're gonna have a ball I mean you just are and so she really at first she was nervous you know she was hesitant about doing it because she hasn't done it in so long and she felt like she didn't deserve to get out there and go have this awesome time but as time goes on she sees that you know what it's not that bad so Maddie of course is busy all day long helping the Duchess prepare for Christmas Vivian on the other hand she has time to just relax what I love about the character is that Jasmine always gave Vivian a chance to sit and read which I thought was amazing she's on vacation and she's in this beautiful cottage she can get tea and scones whenever she wants to and she can just sit and read a book is that not heaven is that not heaven oh I thought that was so beautiful to me But one of the things that I did notice about Vivian, she did realize that a lot of their culture in London was a little wacky cuckoo. First of all, she didn't really agree with the whole queen situation. She thought that was kind of, how can I put it? Oh, she thought she thought it was just weird. She thought it was just weird that, you know, London has a queen and when they see the queen, they have to bow. And, you know, she meets this other character named Malcolm, who becomes basically her love interest. And she asked Malcolm a lot of questions. One, because Malcolm is the secretary of the queen, meaning he has a very high status in parliament with the queen, with London. And so she really finds herself asking him more questions about the culture, about, you know, their day-to-day lives there, what he has to go through as a black man, you know, the things he has to face. So she's very curious of this world that she's in because it is very different it's very different from america she's from san diego california so it's a different world for her you know not just the cold it's the meals the food the dinner times the customs there a lot of things are different and she's trying to adjust to them but luckily she's she does a really great job at it that's what i like she does a great job at adjusting and understanding the culture around her i feel like one of those come into play because she is a social worker so she kind of understands how to adjust in tough situations which i really think is cool about vivian The next question is, when Vivian begins to spend time with Malcolm, she tries to stifle her joy and the butterflies in her stomach. She tends to talk to herself down, thinking she's too old to be feeling giddy over a love interest. Have you ever felt an expectation to behave a certain way due to your age, whether you felt too young or too old? 
Huh. I'm sure a lot of us feel this way. Don't we? I'm sure a lot of us feel like, oh, I shouldn't do that. I'm too old to do this. Oh, I shouldn't do that. I'm not that young anymore. But a lot of times, age is just a number. Age literally sometimes means nothing at all. I sometimes like to believe that I can be a young person, but I also like to act like an old person, if that makes sense. I deal with a lot of kids all day, so I like that young side of me, the young side that can just be silly, that can just be goofy. Um, I tell people all the time when they come to child care, be as young and silly as you want to be. These kids, they just want to see you as silly just as they are. So I sometimes think that we do sometimes focus too much on how we're supposed to be, how we're supposed to act, how we're supposed to look because of our age without realizing that our age doesn't matter that much. Age is just a number and we just have to live our life the best that we can. We shouldn't sit here and think like, oh my God, I'm too old. I shouldn't be doing this. But if you love somebody, it doesn't matter if you're 20 or if you're 60. If you're in love, you're in love. Don't let that number stop you from doing the things that you want to do. It's time to just enjoy your life, which is what I really loved about the book. She went, Vivian went the whole time thinking she's too old to do this. She's too old to do that. To finally just enjoy her life, being happy with herself. And I feel like Malcolm also got to play in that too, because Malcolm, he wanted to see her happy, which is of course all men with their relationships. He wanted Vivian to be happy. And with Vivian being happy, she had to just act herself and have fun. So I feel like Malcolm had a big play in that part for her. Malcolm and Vivian both excel in their chosen jobs and could serve as role models for others aspiring to their professions. Do you have a role model or mentor in the workplace who you admire and inspires you? I have a few. Not a lot. With my industry, it is kind of hard because I am coming from a different platform. Um, There is one girl that I do love to look at on Instagram. It's the Cannabis Cutie. I'm sure a bunch of people have heard of her. But I like her because she has the chance to really show people and educate people on cannabis as well as having a book club, which I think is really awesome because that is my lane. My lane is all about books and enjoying cannabis while you're enjoying your book um but mine is more of we're going to read all types of genres not just one and so that is where me and her kind of separate but I'm still inspired by her because she still took a chance on something that was new and she made something great out of it and I feel like that is an open market that she opened up for me as well which I really enjoy Excuse me, I have a frog in my throat this morning. Number four, have you ever felt the pressure to accept a job offer even though you didn't truly want it? What affects your decision-making process when choosing a job? Money, work-life, balance, etc.? So with this question, Vivian was offered a job of becoming the manager, basically, of a social, her job, her social, she's a social worker, excuse me. She is a social worker, and right now, most of her job is 
helping clients, helping patients in the hospital, helping teenagers, helping parents. And she loves her job because she gets to spend the time talking to these people. She gets to spend the time really trying to help out their situation, giving her all, giving her best. And with this new job offer, she really wouldn't have the opportunity to do that. She talks about the job a lot. And you can kind of tell by the way she was talking about it. She really wasn't that interested in it. You know, when people talk about things, you hear the passion in their voice. The passion was not here for her at all. And you, I mean, even though you're reading the story, you could sense it. You could sense she was, I don't know about this. I'm not sure about it. It will mean long hours. It'll, it'll mean this. It'll mean that. She kind of always has something negative to say and maybe one positive to say. Excuse me. So one of the things that we really saw was that her passion was really her job she already had. And yes, she made less money than the job she would have got promoted for. She saw that she was still going to be comfortable and happy at the end of the day. And that was the main thing that I think a lot of us need to look at. I know I've taken a job and oh Lord, shouldn't have done it shouldn't have done it but I still took it just because out of money life it would have benefited me so I was like why not but I didn't realize that I was gonna take my happiness away and that is something that we sometimes look over we look at everything else but is it gonna make me happy and that is one of the things that she really looked at well towards the end of the story thanks to Malcolm But other than that, the whole time she's thinking, yeah, this job is going to be great. This job is going to be awesome. This job is going to be what I need. But eventually, after all that convincing, she saw it wasn't going to be worth it. Her whole job is going to be meetings, meetings, and more meetings. Like, who wants to sit and just do meetings all day? She has an opportunity to really change her life with accepting this job. You know, more money, you know, leverage. But with that money, is she going to be able to enjoy it? Is she going to be able to travel when she wants to? No. So it's like if the money isn't going to really give you the things that you want, is the job really worth you giving up everything for? And that process is sometimes hard for us to consider because we're sitting here thinking like, man, man, the money is going to be great. I'm going to have I'm going to be able to do this. I'm going to be able to do that. But are you really? If you're working longer hours, are you really going to be able to go on that vacation for a week that you really been wanting to do? So that was something that I think after a while she really considered. And I was happy when she finally made her decision. But it took her a long time to consider if this job was really worth it, you know? And when it came to balancing her work and her life, she also saw that this is not going to be worth it. It's just not. I'm not going to wake up with a smile on my face knowing that I'm about to go into another meeting that I just went to yesterday. So I was really happy that Vivian really said to figure this out for herself. Because you don't want to sit there and just jump into something and you're thinking like, oh my gosh, what have I gotten into? Because sometimes it's too late. You've already made a decision. 
and you're stuck there for a while and people can tell you well it'll just be temporary until we can find a replacement or it'll just be temporary until you know we can figure something else out and let me tell you I've been through those where it's temporary and things are not temporary especially in the work field sometimes people tell you all the time it'll just be temporary but trust me that's not usually how it goes so number five the next question Malcolm's nephew Miles wishes to go to art school but his family is against him doing so. Do you think he should enroll at the art school anyway or heed his family's guidance and attend Oxford as planned? Who do you think is right in this situation? Okay, this situation was so hard for me because I completely understood where Malcolm was coming from. So Miles got Miles is Malcolm's nephew in the story. Miles and Malcolm have a very close relationship. Miles' father passed away when he was younger. So Malcolm basically stepped up and became the dad for Miles, helping him to fish, teaching him on his studies. You know, he was really the male role figure in Miles' life. They got Miles into Oxford, okay? This whole time he's thinking, yeah, he's going to Oxford. He's going to be a man's man. He's going to do great. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. Miles drops a bombshell and explains that he wants to go to art school because he really loves art. And he actually got accepted into a very good art school in London. He also received a scholarship, but that still wasn't enough for Malcolm. Malcolm saw art school as a joke, really. He saw it as a joke. Like, you're not going to do anything in art school. You're not going to make any money in art school. What are you going to go to art school and do? Oxford is where you need to be. Oxford is going to help mold your life. It's going to help set your life. It's going to give you what you need. But is it though? And this, this was a hard situation for me to read in the story because I understood where Malcolm was coming from. If one of my kids came up and told me, like, I want to go to art school, and I'm thinking, like, for what? Because my mind, my first thing I'm thinking is, oh, my God, you're going to be broke. You're not going to have any money. How are you going to go to art school and survive in the world, and you're not going to have any money? Like, how is that going to work for you? But I also understood Miles. He told Malcolm, I don't want to go through my life doing the things that I don't want to do. I don't want to go through my life being unhappy. Art school is what makes him happy. But Malcolm didn't see that. Malcolm didn't understand passion like that just yet. He didn't understand that when you have a true passion for something, it's hard to let that go. And that's where also Vivian comes into play. Because you have Vivian over here who loves her job. Who loves what she's doing. But somebody's trying to take that away from her. And give her something else that she does not want to do. And then you have Miles over here. Who has that window of opportunity to make a choice for himself. Does he want to follow down a career path of long boring time of school. And meetings and office and all this kind of jazz. Or does he want to follow his dream and his passion. And attend art school. In this situation, like, again, it was really hard for me. But at the end of the day, I'm going to go for Miles. Because he did not want to live his life in a boring, stiff environment. 
he didn't want to do that to himself and I think he sometimes saw his uncle go through that he saw Malcolm just get up every day go to the same type of job and it just wasn't it wasn't for him he he no that was not for him Miles wanted something different he wanted something to wake up to and be ready for and be passionate about and again Malcolm unfortunately didn't see that because he never had that passion before about a job until he met Vivian of course but I feel like Miles and Vivian both opened up Malcolm's eyes because they both followed their passion. They both followed their dreams and what they wanted to do. It still took Malcolm a t- some time to understand this. You know, it still took him a minute to get it. That is, it doesn't make sense, but we'll see where life goes. We'll see where this takes us. Number six. Vivian makes pro cons list. Oh, went too far. Hold on. Oh, no. There we go. Vivian makes pro and con list to help her decide what to do in difficult situations. What method do you use to make hard decisions? A pro con list. <laughs> I, I love the fact that she does a pro con list because I also do a pro con list sometimes. I get out. I really learned this also from um, Tyler Perry. You know, why did I get married? They said, if the good outweighs the bad, baby, like, there's your choice. There there you go. There's nothing else you got to think about. That pro-con list is amazing because that good or that bad, one is always going to outweigh the other. And you're going to have your choice right there in front of you. It's going to be right there. There's going to be no point in looking anywhere else because... It's in front of your face. It's telling you. It's already telling you. And all you have to do is just sit there and be like, okay, I guess so. I I, I guess this is just what I got to do. The pro-con list is amazing. It really is. It gives you your visual. You know, it's your visual. You always ask for a sign and a pro-con list is a true sign. It's a true sign of... This is a yes or this is a no. Bottom line. (laughs) It's straightforward. Bottom line. Yes, no. That's it. So if you have a difficult decision about a job, about life, about anything, I highly suggest to make a pro-con list because you're going to see it right in front of your face as soon as you're done with it. That's what I like. As soon as you pick that pin up, you will see the difference between the pros and the cons. Number seven, Vivian and Malcolm bring out the best in each other, but they also have their own flaws that neither understands at first. What are the positive ways in which they acted in order to move forward? And what could they have done to avoid the many hours of tension? First of all, they were just being typical people. Typical. You know, one became upset and they shut down. They don't talk. And I feel like a lot of times in relationships, we we do that because we don't know how to talk. We don't know how to just, hey, <laughs> you know, it's it's hard at first to really do stuff like that, especially if you've never done it before. It's hard to just pick up and tell a person what you're feeling. You think it'll be easy, 
You think everything that came to your mind can come out of your mouth, but that's not how it always is. It's just not. And it's hard and it takes time and it takes understanding. But when you finally get it, your life and that relationship, it it changes. It's completely different then. And I've I understand. You know, because I'm that person. I'm the person that would shut down. Especially if I have a lot on my mind. Malcolm, he had a lot to think about. So when you have a lot in your mind, just think about that. You're trying to figure all this stuff out in your own head. And you don't think that the other person needs to hear it. You don't want to bring down that other person. You don't want to bring down their positive energy. So you keep it all in your head. But you're also making that other person feel like they don't matter. Because you're not talking to them. Because you're not giving them all the information that is up in your head. And it's, again, it's hard. You're trying to be there, but then again, you're not there. So I feel like one of the things that I see them starting to do now, and they're making their promise, is they learn, they know that they have to talk to each other. They see that they work better when they're discussing situations with each other instead of just holding back or being upset or keeping it all in their head. That's a lesson we all need to learn, don't we? (laughs) Eight, Vivian and Malcolm use snail mail (laughs) to communicate. Okay, snail mail, they wrote a lot of letters back and forth to each other, which I thought was the cutest thing out of today's technology with computers. Let me finish the question. Forgetting the instant gratification of technology. Ha! Do you think you could do this for regular communication? When is the last time you wrote and mailed a letter or postcard for fun? I thought this was the cutest thing. So when Vivian and Malcolm were both in London, they were writing letters back and forth to each other about their next date. And then when Vivian finally went back to the Americas and Malcolm was still in London, they wrote letters again. They wrote postcards to each other. I thought that was the cutest thing ever. I thought that was so cute. Like, people don't do that anymore. To me, I loved it. I know we have texting and I know we have FaceTime and calls and all this other jazz. But when somebody is sitting down and they're writing you a letter, that means they're really trying to take the time out to communicate with you. That means they're taking their time and thinking of the words to say to you. And it's not abbreviations. It's not short-ass answers. It's not short little sentences. They're really giving their heart out. Like, think about that. Somebody is sitting down at a table writing down what they want to say to you. That takes time and energy. And that's beautiful. That's beautiful that somebody can sit there and do something like that. They can give back to you. And it's like, that's just love. And then you have those letters forever. Yes, they may get destroyed or something may happen, but you can put those in a special place and have those letters forever. And then as you guys get older or as your grandkids, like you can show them that. You can show them the letters. You can show them the way that 
communication and love and new love you can show them something different you can show them that's a story in itself honestly I feel like that is such a romantic story to tell especially a younger generation like how did you guys meet like what are some of the fun things you guys used to do we wrote letters we would write letters back and forth well didn't you have texting yeah but why text when you can just sit there and write a letter to that person like is that not amazing tell me that's not a romantic story right there (laughs) all right and our last question Maka makes a big change for Vivian at the end of the book do you think you would have done the same for your significant other yeah I've been with my guy for eight years wherever he goes I go that's just how it is Malcolm ends up leaving his great, comfortable job to be with Vivian. He was nervous at first. He didn't want to do it. He didn't want to believe that such a thing could happen to him. But at the end of the day, he kind of just had to accept it. He's in love. Just accept that. You're in love. You love that woman. You want to be with that woman. So go be with her. And it took him, I want to say almost a month which is the sad part. It took him about a month to realize that he loves this woman. (laughs) And I hate it because he had her over here all sad. You know, she's doing the heartbreak cry with the ice cream. And it broke my heart because I'm like, Malcolm, come on, man. You know you love that woman. You know that's the woman you want to spend the rest of your life with. And I was so happy that he finally decided, you know what? Let's do it. Let's be great together. I'm sure there's still a lot more they have to figure out because, like, again, he is from overseas. So, you know, that's going to take some time. But from the ending of the story, from what it sounds like, they have it all figured out, which is what I love the most. But if you love that person, that chance is worth it. Honestly, it's worth it to me. It's like, why not do it? What else do you have to lose? All you're going to do is work. All you're going to do is work. So why not work, but also be happy somewhere else? You know what I mean? So that's what I have today, guys. Again, today we discuss The Royal Holiday by Jasmine Guillory. If you want an awesome romance novel to read around this time of year, which is a Christmas novel, I highly suggest you go and check it out. It was a beautiful read. I love that the both of the characters were in their 50s. So it wasn't like you were dealing with young love, okay? You're dealing with two experienced adults who both have heartbreak in the past, but they found a way to overcome that in the end. So if you want a great um, holiday romance, the royal holiday would be the great, the best choice by Jasmine Guillory. Thank you for joining us today on Blunts and Books. Again, today's episode is sponsored by bluntsandbooks.org. We have all the comfy t-shirts you will need for those long, cold nights of books and smoking some cannabis. Stay tuned for our next episode, and I'll see you guys soon. Goodbye.